Hello and welcome to Crimes Against Food. My name's Gloria Lind. I'm Mia Steele. And today we're going to be talking about tolerance and intolerance. Well, are you going to lead us off with this one? I mean, uh, well, I suppose I could. I could. I'm quite looking forward to this one. I should, I should provide some context for you. This is actually a replay of an yeah. episode that was lost in the ether. Damn you. Damn you, Will Tristram. No, I don't think it was actually uh, anybody's fault. It just got lost. <laughs> it was a little bit tragic. Actually, to be clear, it was Will's fault. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He called it something that wasn't what he should have called it, and then it was lost. It was lost in the space of his, of his like computer spaces. Yeah, so it's all a bit sad. So the point of this episode is we want to talk about food allergies and food intolerances. Mm-hmm. Now, it's probably it's probably safe to say that. Be warned, this episode may contain rants. Yeah. But in order to kind of make this this episode kind of fair and, and reasonable... Know, we have to justify our kind of fairly strong opinions. Yes. We will. We, we will justify it. We'll give you actual hard facts. Don't worry, I'll edit, edit a bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 where we... so we're going to justify this and how are we going to do that? Well, I think that we, we should kind of put a disclaimer at the front of this. And that's to say that there is such a thing as a food allergy yeah yeah of course there is and there is such a thing as a food intolerance right and there is a difference between the two food allergy as we found out when we're doing our our research (laughs) for this episode is actually involves the immune response of the body in response to a substance that is consumed. Yeah, and it's dramatic, isn't it? Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, it can be various levels, but I mean, we all, we probably know someone who has an allergy and if you've ever seen anyone go into anaphylactic shock, um, yeah, it can be a little bit alarming. I know someone who's, who's the minute um, any peanut touches his tongue, he will actually what kind asphyxiate of asphyxiate or he swells up oh, he, he knows enough not to swallow now oh. but um yeah that's it, fast yeah really fast because this is a really complicated area to get into and it is complex and because well we approach something i started off quite angry i suppose because i tend to be against faddy things and this is this is very faddy it's it's in the whole fad arena because there are lots of people out there who I mean, I know a girl who convinced herself and me that she was allergic to chocolate. Honestly. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. So, so I'd say, so is it, is it the cocoa or uh, the sugar, the chocolate, the milk? And she'd say, no, I'm allergic to chocolate. And she convinced herself of it because she wanted to stop eating chocolate. And, but I mean, I must probably specify this girl has a history of an actual eating disorder. So she's somebody who creates controlling situations around food anyway. And I think she decided one day that having had too many razzles at the cinema, she was like, nope, that's it. I'm allergic to chocolate. And so from then on, she couldn't have it. And that was the way she could make herself abstain. She kind of, like when you tell a lie, if you tell yourself it four or five times, it becomes, it goes into your long-term memory and you almost convince yourself of its validity. This is what she's done. And to be fair, she's saying she has a fantastic figure, but um, I'm not sure I could say goodbye to chocolate is one of my major food groups (laughs) it is it's interesting isn't it and actually i wonder if the experience that she had was not an allergy 
you know, it would be more akin to an intolerance. The symptoms of intolerance are not anaphylactic shock. Well, this is this is the thing you see. I know. If, I mean, I know that she has actually tried other intolerances. As oh, what tried as, them on as, as a lifestyle? Uh, I've absolutely done that. Which kind of it put me in the frame of mind, as in, oh, you're all the same. Unless you're actually going to die from having a peanut. I'm not interested. I kind of, I don't, I just don't buy it. I don't believe you. Well, you know, to be fair though, there is, there, there are serious intolerances out there. See, an intolerance is when your body um, lacks the, lacks a certain enzyme or chemical required to break down certain substances and food. And a really classic one that's actually kind of recognised and whatever, celiac disease, which means that you can't break down gluten. Yes. And it, you can blow and you can kind of get vomit and it's just just have a really hard time with it and it's because you can't it's it's a little bit more complex than than just reacting to it but so that you know you can have you can have a real food intolerance but definitely yeah but there As is in, your body's just refusing to work with something but your body's being snobbish about about a particular product yeah or just, i won't tolerate you or it just it actually lacks the resources yes yeah, no to and, process and then that, that causes problems in itself doesn't it but um because you're putting something bad in the system or something that your body is interpreting as foreign and cannot make use of. Or can't even process, like can't, does not even compute. No. It's like this, this is not a food. Why are you putting, why are you putting this inside me? Because it's no use to me. Yeah. I can't do anything with this. I just, you know, <laughs> I just have to get rid of it because frankly, this is, this is bizarre and I, I can't process it. But you see, so what we wanted to do in this show is we wanted to kind of explore this because there's so many things mm. that are brought up by this. You see, number one on this, I have to say I agree with Mia, and number one on, on that list is it's so, it has become, as people have become more more aware of intolerances and allergies, yes. it's become so linked to fatty eating. And, you know, that's something that I find really difficult to deal with because of my attitudes to food uh, you know i'm, I'm you sure are the most unfaddy person well yeah and actually i think you know it's a bit of a self-definition like it is really important to me mm. like that i don't that i do eat stuff and it's like that it's kind of adventure you know i'm adventurous yeah. about food and you know well, you, clearly you can tell i do a podcast about food you know you might kind of sense the uh the, the slight obsession I have there. <laughs> so for me, I'm just coming from a very different place to, you know, I'm in my mind, what I see is someone mm. who says, I have an intolerance. I'm like, why would you wish yes. that upon yourself? That's it. Why would wishing. you wish to restrict yourself so to such a narrow diet? Yes. I, I, I don't understand. No, it. I mean, I don't. I really don't. And there are so many examples of this. I think this has become far more insidious and common than you really give it credit for. If you open a magazine now, the diets, I mean, okay, for an example, I'm ashamed to admit, I went on to tescodiets.com the other day and that's because I'm, I'm an eater, you know. <laughs> I like my food and I like all of it. There's very little I don't consume on a regular basis. Um, I thought, Tesco Diets, you might be the one for me. You could be the one to help me get back to like size 12 and looking relatively <laughs> respectable. So... Um, I went on there and you could actually choose. It wasn't like they had some healthy eating plan. Just one thing, like go for a walk every day, you fatty. <laughs> and stop chuffing burgers. Maybe that would help. Instead, you put your age, your weight, and then you selected the type of diets. And one of the diets was dairy-free. One was a GI diet. You get you got to choose from all the different Tesco diets, which I think is 
quite dangerous. Because In what way? Ha- what have, would... have you ever lived dairy-free? I actually think that I know Hell I know no. vegans who live dairy-free and they have perfectly healthy, decent lives, but they're informed. They don't just cut out a food group. They they really yes. substitute cleverly and they get the vitamins and the minerals and the oils they need from other sources. Well, I mean, there are, I mean, there are kind of, there's that thing, have I said this in other podcasts where I, I've said that Western Europeans are referred to by um, Asians as butter eaters? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> we, because love it. <laughs> we love, because, you know, the terrain is different. In Western Europe, it's cattle and dairy farming. So we love the butter. And apparently dairy intolerance is less common in Western Europe than it is in um, kind of, asia japan Mm. china that kind of area where the diet is you get those nutrients from things you know from different areas absolutely yeah um so you know it's not so controversial but at the same time i'm kind of thinking we we've done quite well for quite a while yeah on dairy I mean, the thing is, I'm not all for or all against dairy. And this show shouldn't, shouldn't become all, all for or all against dairy. But that's a really good example at the moment because a lot of kind of popular nutritionists and dietitians and people who lack a medical degree yet found themselves out as superior kind of minds in terms of how to feed yourself um, and how to look great and thin at the same time, naturally. Um, they're really advocating women off dairy. Now, I completely understand there's a whole argument against dairy and the fact that a lot it can be quite difficult to digest and it does certain things to your body. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nutritional content in there. And let's be honest, you know, one of the main advantages of giving up there is you lose weight exactly. because That's it's it. quite calorific. It's, it, it's, it's what it's linked to, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the area because people rarely give up dairy because they've got a dairy intolerance. It's always because they've got love handles. And why is it, you know, this, there's two things about this that fascinate me. And one is there's this approach to food, the kind of pseudo-scientific thing, which is what you get when you medicalised taste. Mm. If you say, I am intolerant, when actually what you mean is, I don't like it, or I want to lose weight, so I'm not going to eat it, or I get fat when I eat it, which generally what that means is, it's not that you, that particular food stuff makes you put weight on, it's that unless you're like a celiac or something it generally is that that food stuff is quite calorific if you reduce calories you will reduce weight because you've reduced the amount you intake but you so you medicalize it and make it kind of um serious yes but then there's this strange thing of like the alchemy towards it it's almost like bloody witchcraft you know, you go back to these kind of, you go back to kind of quack doctors and people who would recommend this tonic, something that you ingest mm. will have this miraculous effect on you. And that's what you see, especially in the advertising around food allergy testing. Oh, yeah. And an intolerance, food intolerance testing. You know, you take a skin sample or whatever and run it and suddenly, you know, you're allergic or intolerant to 21 different food substances. Is that really how it is? Is it actually safe to restrict items from your diet? Or are we just kind of mystically believing in this kind of, it's the magic bullet, isn't it? Yes. If I just remove this one foodstuff from my life, suddenly all my dietary problems are going to be eliminated. Because it's quite be quite nice to believe that, wouldn't it? Of course it would. 
I mean, even then, it still wouldn't be that easy. I, for one, personally, I wouldn't say I was intolerant to, because that's a bit of a crime um, in my book. I have trouble with tomatoes. And my, my trouble is, I love them. I mean, I love tomatoes. They're kind of, especially when they're, when they're really in season and they're English and they're sweet and they're, it's, it's like having fruit. Just in wedges, sweet and juicy and fresh. And if I have more than one, they give me the worst gas I've ever known. I mean, honestly, it's not even funny. It's You're laughing and smirking. Be me for a day when I've done it and then thought, oh God, oh, that's going to be bad. I'm going to have stomachache later. And then I've I've eaten four tomatoes. And they're not even massive ones. They're not like beef tomatoes. They're little innocent. How do you eat them? Raw innocent. or cooked? Raw. Does it make any difference if they're cooked? I don't know. I, wonder if I like them quite a lot, Roy. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll, I'll try not to have them that often and then I'll, I'll have, I'll, I might binge because I really love tomatoes on toast, just chopped on toast with maybe a bit of pepper and a bit of basil. Mm. Oh, it's a simple thing, but in summer it's so light and nice for lunch and then by three o'clock I'm groaning under the onslaught. <laughs> and I wouldn't say I was in, un, intolerant and yet I have very specific regular symptoms I would just say that I eat too much of something that is notorious for kind of making everyone feel a bit that way. Really? Yeah, Do apparently. They? Uh, tomatoes are quite, they're quite harsh. Well, they're quite acidic. Yeah. And I do wonder if the, if, the, if the kind of the groaning in the gas has something to do with the fact that, you know, you're eating something which is a vegetable, which has roughage, which mm. if you don't have roughage in your diet, it can actually generally bring up digestive I, I have lots of roughage. This is just one thing that for me does... Does, does bad stuff but to get back onto it rather than dwelling obsessively on my own intestines <laughs> and my own uh, digestive it's so system. interesting to me and no one else um i kind of there's a very funny side to it and a very serious side isn't there because i feel bad for people who have allergies and who are lumped into the same box as all the pretenders that's it because you think it? you know what they actually have a problem and if they have something that's bad for them there's going to be there's going to be stuff to pay for. There's going to be consequences. Real, real, real consequences. Yeah. And for somebody else, they're going to sit and they're going to be nursing something which I call pasta baby. <laughs> you know, if, if they say, if they claim to be wheat intolerant or something like that, and, oh, I, I can't have pasta, I can't have bread. And yet they'll occasionally say, I can have it every now and then. That is a big indicator that actually you're not intolerant. But what <laughs> it does it, to you is that... if you were intolerant, if you, you eat, wouldn't even yeah, risk it. You wouldn't risk it. But if you eat a big massive plate of it, like everyone does from time to time, um, it gives you past a baby. You get a little pod, it sticks out, you can't press your belly in. It, um, it won't digest for a couple of hours. That's because you've had a massive meal and it's fairly complex carbohydrates. It's not complex. That's the problem. It's just simple carbohydrates. So the, sorry, pardon me. Simple carbohydrates. And it's sat there in a nice, big, lovely, warm <laughs> ball of stodge. And that the effect, that, that, that kind of sluggish effect is simply, you know, you getting a great big whack of, you know, carbohydrates yeah. in your system. Body's got to process it. Insulin a go-go. Exactly. Get those blood sugar levels going. It, it, that, that's the effect. You see, that's exactly it. So somebody who just has a bit of pasta baby compared to somebody who is allergic to something seriously. It's, it's insulting. It, it is. is. But you see, then you get... It, it, I think I do wonder if it's... Are we so far removed from understanding how our bodies work? One of the stories I absolutely love is that apparently someone did a, some research into food intolerances, mm -hmm. found out there was, um, there was some kind of spurious reasoning that we make ourselves, the logic that we make about why we might be intolerant to something, such as the woman 
who um, thought she had a reaction to bananas because bananas made her bananas and they asked well what is that reaction so i can't eat bananas and that's the thing you see that's the problem you always start and someone says i can't eat bananas yeah okay then what is the reaction when you eat bananas my teeth hurt when that's that's a strange one it is quite a strange one isn't it then you have to ask another question when did this first occur when i ate banana ice cream do you not oh. think that the ice cream made your teeth cold <laughs> <Yeah>. and hurt? <laughs> I you can't have bananas. Moron. They give me brain freeze. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, that's the thing. You see, you have to get diagnostic about this. And if you just accept the first story that pe- people tell themselves, you start to get this. My, my sister's doing medical training at the moment. And she says that's the thing that you, you get taught is about when you're asking people questions is to get the full story because first of all you'll say i have a pain in my arm okay you have a pain in your arm when did this pain in your arm first start to occur when i hit it with a hammer you know can you show me where you hit it with this hammer yeah with with, with this hammer um right there on my elbow (laughs) straight away you see a kind of sophisticated diagnostic tool it oh, is. Go, it go is. your sister. Oh, go, go, go her. But I, I shorten the diagnostic process. But there is that thing mm. of, I hit my arm with my elbow. I think I might have an allergic reaction. Yeah. <laughs> when did it first start? Well, when I hit it with a hammer. But then after that, I ate some strawberries. And I think it started hurting right started after swelling. I ate the strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it might have something to do with hitting with the hammer. That's like when people who get sick on lights happen. So it wasn't the 15 pints. It was the kebab. That's my favourite. It, it was it was the chips I had. Oh, they were foul. Yeah, the Not chips were disgusting. Wasn't wasn't the alcohol? No, mm, alcohol was nothing to do with it. Do you know? I would say actually. You know, I I do believe that there is such a thing as a a learned dislike and a learned sickness. I, for instance, have overdosed on certain things. One day, as a child, I ate seven dime bars. And I haven't been able to have one since because I vomited. Naturally, as you would as a child. Because I, I think I, I, was a, I was a real kid. I was like six. Six years of age. I had more dime bars than, than I was years old. So I spewed up everywhere. I felt so sorry for myself. And now, even the smell of a dime bar, I'm sure they're very nice. Just kind of, I get this awful throat clenching reaction. I, I feel the same. I feel completely overwhelmed by them. I don't like them at all anymore. Our disgust reactions are so sophisticated they are so amazing and in in that learned response because it's if it's you know if you ate it and it made you sick you're gonna yeah you're gonna have to really work to to learn to to like it again or to to like it again to get over that but if you know that it won't make you sick because it's what kept you alive isn't there because i also know that there's something there are learned instead of disgust learned actual intolerances these are not things you're always born with because mm. compared to mine when i'm actually faced with the dime bar in the same packaging and um, it smells the same it looks the same i know what it is you know in no way is it being disguised as say a piece of bread um i know a girl who had fairly severe food poisoning from from a fish restaurant once she spent the whole of valentine's day night um in Malmaison hotel yeah losing it from both ends <sighs> That's she ended up in Leeds Hospital. She said tragic. she called it the Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh. She said she said it killed her romantic life. Oh. Which I think it actually did for at least three months. Yeah. 
Um, oh. <laughs> but, but ever since then, she, she would tell us that, oh, like, I'm allergic to fish. And I think, I love you. You're a good friend, but maybe that's not completely true. <laughs> it's just if you eat it, it's yes. going to make you vom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but then I, I think I thought she had the same thing I did as in looking at the fish, remembering the learned reaction, the disgust thing. Then um, I was at around her house one day and her housemate had cooked fish hours before. There was no trace of it, but she'd she'd laid a piece of fish on a grill. And then my friend laid something else on the grill. I think it might have been like cheese on toast, something very simple and innocent. And just on the metal bars. And uh, it was about halfway through when she just went green. She was like, oh, oh, and started absolutely spewing her ringer up. It was awful. And we had to kind of stand there shamefaced and said, about seven hours ago, we might have had a piece of salmon. I'm so sorry we didn't wash it. That's amazing. I know. And I thought, what, is she like a sniffer dog? How would you know? There was no trace. And yet, obviously, there was. And I think her body had actually gone, you can't have this again. I'm it's going to kill you. It's just really, really shit. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Get it out. Yeah, that, that is it. It's so sophisticated. There's a, it's a bit of a tangent. There's a study done by um, some scientists and they looked at our disgust reactions like... Our, our visual disgust reactions as well and if you like if you show like someone like a towel stained with water stained blue and a towel with water stained yellow we immediately go what yeah towel with water stained yellow don't want to touch it don't want to look at it and it's exactly the same thing for for our taste yeah, taste reactions they're there to protect us but it is actually even though it's an incredibly physical reaction our mind is an organ therefore our mind is also physical our nervous system is physical a physical reaction we have is real yes. but it doesn't necessarily mean that what we are is allergic or intolerant what we're having is a strong a strong disgust no reaction. reaction so even without kind of knowing knowing what, what had been there before her cheese on toast um her body recognized it and instead of being genuinely originally intolerant or allergic yeah was just disgusted by it i mean that makes perfect sense and i don't think it's gone away now she's it made her in fact maybe it's one of those things where it becomes a vicious circle because she became very very cautious about what she ate and when and she was she was not one for saying okay you know i'll leave it home once and i'll try a piece of fish she would not go to fish restaurants. She would never order anything. She would not touch anything with fish. Well, and then by so the end, afraid of I, having I, that yeah, reaction. She was so afraid. And by, in the end, I think the whole thing was just so foreign to her mind and her body. She could never do it again. Hmm. And she claims to have loved seafood before, which is a shame because seafood, you know. It's wow. pretty good. How, how could you say goodbye to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of had minor minor levels of, of eating. I don't know if, we all, if, if, if a lot of people have had that. Anything you ate when you were ill. Uh, yeah. the same associations for ages I couldn't eat used to not be able to eat hard boiled eggs because it made me feel slightly nauseous oh really yeah and cream Ooh. hard boiled eggs and cream uh, <laughs> cream makes me feel sick anyway but only if it's the cream that's under the lid of the silver top milk oh yeah I hate that that's a bad that's a bad warm milk doorstep doorstep yeah, cream doorstep experience disgusting yeah I know that yeah that also is it's a taste memory yeah. sensation but does it, it does it i i actually saw a kid you see that's the other thing is you see kids right they will wheel themselves into vomiting i actually <laughs> yeah. saw a kid um it was it was years ago and i was i was on a course and it was uh it was kind of you know one of the things was that about was you eat everything on your plate 
and you have to try little two bite versions of things but you know so you only have to try two bites of everything but you have to eat everything on your plate and there was some chicken skin and he had to eat the chicken skin right and he was not having it and i was sat across the table from him and i could just see there was this battle of wills going on and you just saw that you know it wasn't maybe it wasn't conscious but his will was so strong he was like i am not eating this and if Mm. i am gonna eat this then i'm gonna be sick and then you'll be sorry yeah absolutely (laughs) no that's that's definitely true i mean but then this whole area is so complex every time we talk about something vaguely different i kind of my mind spins off into different kind of anecdotes or things i've heard or things i've read one one thing I know, for, I know for a fact is that your taste buds change a lot as you get older. So combined with what might be kind of um, an interpretation of things being more bitter than they actually... Yes. As you're child, younger, as, your, your, yes. your taste buds, you taste more bitter, don't you? Uh, you do. And, and so, I mean, I, I definitely had that. I wouldn't eat greens. I wouldn't eat salad. And yet I wouldn't eat meat either or dairy. So um, I think I lived on Monster Munch and chili beans for at least the first four years and then after that i admitted food into my fruit group i lived on fruit mostly until i was a teen um and then then i discovered real carbs and i got fat (laughs) but but it was um i remember having showdowns with my mother on a sunday afternoon in summer when instead of doing a roast she'd do a salad and i wouldn't eat the roast anyway but that was beside the point it was always sunday was always a tricky day because there was there's a tradition meal thing going on and you're expected to partake and we, she would sit at the table with me sometimes. She'd get so cross. She'd sit and look and say, you will eat it. And I would have a mouthful of lettuce and I would be retching as I put it in my mouth, retching as I chewed on it, crying, crying and retching some more. And when I was finally choking and retching on the whole thing, she'd give up, exasperated, still as cross as ever. And I'd be unable to explain to her because I couldn't articulate that I hated it. I mean, quite awfully. I love it now, but at the time, I really, really didn't like it. It did make me rich. But there was an element of learning reaction and an element of not vicious, you will pay for this, but, but you, 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 you don't believe me, me and, and you don't understand me and you're not attempting to. You think you're right and you're wrong and I'm going to show you. Yeah. And oh, look at that. <laughs> All over your nice table. Take that woman. Yeah, because I mean, so even these kind of phantom intolerances to a certain extent can become real because of how powerful we are in what we tell ourselves. Absolutely. It's like the the actual reaction itself can be real, even though it is so tiresome. We have a we have we have one really good one. Which, uh, <laughs> see, as Mia was harking back to the thing of, I don't know if any of you you surely you've met someone like this who says, yeah, I can't have uh, I can't have peanuts. I'm uh, allergic or what have you. And they're actually or generally it's some random food stuff you've never heard of an allergy of in your life. Mm. I can't have uh, beetroot. I'm allergic. Right. It's no, no, it's not true. I know we know someone who has an allergy. I should put that in commas <laughs> yeah. to eggs. Oh God. Oh, we're going to name and shame Paddy. Paddy Ford, who also broadcasts on this yeah. network as a, with a, <laughs> with a number of shows. He has his own show. Paddy's TV surprise. Bit of free plugging there. Um, yeah, he's allergic to eggs. And Lies. Then, yeah, and then one day, Gloria said, so what do you do when, when you want cake, Paddy? And he said, well, I, I have cake, obviously. I was like, well, if you have, it's got eggs in. Most like, cakes have eggs in. Well, I'm allergic to them, but it's not, not, not when they're in cake. 
So pretty much when they're a bit kind of scrambled or boiled or fried and you know they still look like an egg. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. What about when your mum, you know, like uses egg to cover a pie? Anything like that? I'm sure you'd have no problem. Pancakes? You're allergic to pancakes? No. <laughs> we know that's false because we've heard stories of them wolfing mountains of pancakes in the US. <laughs> but yeah, that, that that's a fallacy. That is somebody who has taught themselves. I mean, he'll be saying that for the rest of his life. But actually, what it, means, what it means is, what it means is, it, it's maybe it's a confidence thing because what it means is it, you can't argue with it. Yes. Yeah. You know, and really... It's like, is it not enough to say, I don't like that? I just and don't you know why? like that. Because there's always one person. And I think, I can be about this myself, myself sometimes, but I've learned to restrain myself a tad when people say, I don't like this. And I say, oh, really? Have you had it badly? Or have you had it this way? Because they're nice like that. Yeah, it, and or, you have to learn to, when to <laughs> shut up and not, and not not bully someone into giving oh, explanation. Oh, yeah, no, I am the, I am the worst because I can't believe it when people yeah. say, yeah, I only eat white food and I'm just like... No, You've that's that's got all right. To be kidding it's me, it's different. If somebody says, "I don't like asparagus," I don't like it. I've never liked it. Blah 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 blah. Like you should be able to accept that they've tried it. Obviously, they know they've tried it. They smelt it. Doesn't agree with them. Somebody only eats white food. What I know, but this is the thing. You see, there's a devil inside me. When someone kind of says, "I don't like it," I'm like, it's impossible. I can't believe that people don't like food. No, it's. It, I mean, I've had this discussion before, and it, I, there's something inside me. It's just so willing to um, to disbelieve it. I'm a bad person because I just I won't accept these people's truths. I won't <laughs> accept these people's realities. It's like you've got to be kidding me. How how can you how can you? No, we see the classic is you say, oh, so when do you have last habit? Well, I've never tried it. I just don't like it. Well, how Ooh. do you know you don't like it? If How do you know you're allergic if you've never tried it? Exactly. And I I really, I'm all for, this is going to sound slightly patronising, but I mean it in the most non-patronising way. I'm all for kind of come to things in your own time and try them at your own pace, but try them. Because <laughs> I was one of those people. I told you how difficult I was as a oh, child. See, you could be like I an had advocate. actual phobias. There were things I wouldn't touch. I once nearly was sick because I was washing up and I touched a wet fried mushroom that had fallen off a plate in the sink and was stuck in the plug hole. And oh yeah, I, the, te- I put my the texture in, is not nice. And the texture of that was, it kind of, it stopped me eating mushrooms for about 18 months. And I didn't like them to begin with. It yeah. was only when they were forced upon me. But, um, and that was enough to, I was, I was very sensitive as a child and I would, I would just react violently to things. So and what then changed? At, what changed? At the age of about 15, my taste buds suddenly caught up with my like yearning mind so I could <laughs> finally eat new things. And someone said to me, you know, you might like Chinese food. Try this bit of, um, of chicken. It's in um, coriander and something else and it's a bit spicy, but there you go. And I kind of, I'd shied away, like a lot of people who are sensitively parted do, from anything that wasn't very plain. And it was a gift. It was like giving someone gold because I found food in a big way. But it was all, it was a slow development. It took me a few years to get to like lots and lots and lots of things. And for a while it was like, well, this week I quite like chicken. Didn't know I liked that. Huh. Last year, last year, I no, this, this year, in fact, I had lamb for the first time. No, I had lamb for the first time and liked it. I've had it before huh. and, and hated it. And wretched at the smell of it in the oven. Like it now. I but and I think that's a lesson because I'm I was one of the worst ones. 
you do have to give things a bit of a go sometimes and just and go back to them yeah. every so often and go yeah still to actually yeah no, there are one or two things that i yeah i will come back to and just go hmm i just need to test oh, i still don't like it which is fine yeah. you're allowed not to yeah. like some things yeah there are i really don't care for apricots yeah, I, just I mean, don't. I, gosh, I love them. I really like. I get really excited when I see it. Do you know the thing shop. is, they just don't taste much of anything to me. And I know that's about <gasps> perception and individual <sighs> thing because I, 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 I am a fruit person. I love fruit, but they just don't. They taste a bit fibrous and bland, and a bit kind of. You know what? I couldn't be asked developing any natural fruit, fruit sugars to give me something. So I'm just going to sit here like cold, dead tongue. Do you know what? Do you know what? The, 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 the reaction <laughs> is it has to be. You just need to have them when they're ripe and not overripe. <laughs> I've had them dried. I've had them, I might have had them overripe or underripe. No, I've had them overripe possibly. And I've had them dried. And neither times I like them. Whereas usually drying something and like adds to its potency and it makes it taste more like what in it is. In this country, they're not great. They're better in other that's countries. That's fine. That's fine. I would give it a go. I would never not try them again. If, if someone made me a lovely apricot tart, I'd, I'd definitely give it a whirl. And I've had it as jam, but even as a jam, I just don't care for it. Oh, well, if you don't care for it as a jam, I might yeah. just have to admit defeat. But I think you're not intolerant. No, often. I'm not. I mean, I could eat it. I'd just be a bit bored. Because that's it. You kind of maybe you just mistake the symptoms, and there's so much marketing around this. And I wonder if it, that's the other thing is you can make a great industry out of this. So you have this thing where if you cut out a food group, you'll lose weight. Someone else will make money. Yeah. And you know everybody wins. Mm. It, it, it's like instead of just going, I don't like that. I would like to kind of to say something here. I mean, this is in defence of all the people who don't pretend to have intolerances but do cut out food groups for health reasons weight reasons things like that as we've reiterated in the past on this show gloria is unfairly blessed by nature and has a metabolism of a racing car um she can eat what she likes when she likes tonight she had fish and chips i had a pear <laughs> let, let's just go over that i did have two pears actually and maybe a big massive drumstick lolly before that but that's beside the point. She had fish and chips and she's still a slender kind of nymph. I some people, some people, they cut out dairy, it works for them. Yeah. And if I, I I'm like, you know what? If, if, if red meat is, makes you kind of feel sluggish and you don't poo very often when you have it, fine, cut it out. It's obviously not doing the best thing for your guts. But is don't it actually pretend, intolerant? Don't do you pretend actually, it's something yeah, Do you not. actually lack an enzyme yeah. that stops you pr like processing exactly. it? Or do you just not? It doesn't work for you. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't and it? And I think going back to the point you made, saying you don't like something or more than that, you don't want something should be enough. I'm yeah. tired of being bodied into things. It's like going to a bar and saying, I'd really like an iced water with a squeeze of lemon. Really? No, have a proper drink. Actually, what I want is an iced water with a squeeze of lemon. <laughs> I'm not being pretentious. I'm not being precious. I'm drunk. I want a glass of water. <laughs> I don't want a double gin. Thanks. Uh, when, really this is, don't yeah. need a double gin sometimes it's nice to be just taken seriously when you say you want something but you see the getting praxis you see i'm i'm really see i'm really mean because i'm like getting practiced at being able to say what you want is a good mm. thing and because you will you do meet res resistance i mean there's evil people like me who can't believe <laughs> that people what don't do you mean like you don't food. like cake what do you mean <laughs> yeah you know my inability to accept my friends for like my, my 
I have a friend who doesn't like cake and I, I, I refuse <laughs> yeah. to believe it. But, you know, there is always going to be someone like me. And it's like being able to maintain your boundaries and say, I like this. I do not like this. It's, it's actually a skill. So in a way, I'm a bit like, you know what? Even if they're, you know, don't say you're intolerant because it, it's an easy get out. Bloody, you know, be confident in what you like and don't yeah. like and be able to express why you like it, don't like it. Or and I mean, there's such power in that. In being taken seriously for the things you say. And if you say them with with the right attitude. I mean, I used to be such a wimp and I would sit there and quiver and say, and, and instead of voicing confidently the things I did like, I would submit to questioning. Well, do you eat this? No. Do you eat that? No. Feeling more ashamed and more guilty and more of an eyesore with every possible question. <laughs> and at the end of it, I would feel... It was never something that I kind of, I pandered to as a child. I wanted to sink in the background and the food thing always made me stand out and it made me cringe terribly. And as I got older, I kind of reveled in the luxury of being one of the crowd and being able to eat this stuff and love it. You know, it was brilliant. And I think there's nothing, it's, it's kind of, it makes you feel great to be able to kind of toss your head back confidently and say, I don't, I don't care for that. Mm. I, I, and I don't want it. Thanks. Mm. And not and not leave it on, on the shoulders of somebody else to kind of put pressure on you and say, oh, but you could try some this time. Maybe you'll like as asparagus today. You Does know it? what? Why not go jump? I've had it three times. I don't like it. Get off my case. It's a skill, isn't it? Because then it you get into the social thing of mm. food and eating with other people and sharing and being polite. And sometimes you've just got to suck it up and take one for the team. You know, you've got to yes. say... Y you, you know you don't care for something you just don't talk about it you don't Ooh, shout about it now you're spinning it into aside. kind of etiquette and maybe dinner yeah which we've kind of yeah. we've, we've, we've probably covered yeah but yeah there are sometimes although i used to waitress um during college and i had to really <laughs> and you always have that thing where you, you're very aware um you know when you're serving Gloria people hated people from an early age <laughs> we're talking about i was a great waitress although i once did absolutely crack my manager up where right? you used to have sections and what have you and I had two guys in a section and I kind of you know I was you know I was on the ball I had that order I was all laid out everything was there can I get you everything everything comfortable and as I walked past the table I said I'll just move this table in for you like this and my manager was just absolutely wetting himself he was like what are you like? You're just going to tidy them away in your section because I liked, I did. I liked everything. <laughs> I was like, my attitude was stick with me and we're going to have a really nice time. You know, I will, I will go the extra mile for you. Heck, I'll even bloody go out next door and find some ketchup for your stupid child. But, you know, it's going to be my way all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you conform to my expectations of an ideal <laughs> guest, I will permit you to live. <laughs> I, I waited on a table of um of firemen once, and I, the first I was I was about twelve big birdie guys, and at first I was Gosh, I was a little bit like that's pretty much every single waitress's dream, isn't it? I don't know because I used to get a bit nervy about big tables of guys. By the end of the meal, I had yeah. them all raising their hands and asking for pudding. <laughs> Who wants pudding? Put your hands up. <laughs> Me, please. Of course you did. And that's what's so great about it. I can totally see that. Stunning, yet with an aura of steeliness that you just wouldn't cross. You do. You have that ability to slap down in two or three words without ever, ever trespassing into rude territory. Just, know, just, And you know what it is? You employ the, the super politeness with a really effective... It kind is. Of it's results. that. It's yeah. like 
I'm sorry, no. But it does make me, it does make me come across as a school teacher. But I digress. So we, you know, you have to be very you, you cater a lot to people's whims when you're when you're a waitress, and you know, a lot of them that's fine. If you want to put something on the side, that's fine. If you've got if you've got um, a nut allergy, I'm going to tell you the things on the menu that you should not have. Yes. If you've got an egg allergy, I'll tell you the things on the menu you shouldn't have. Not a problem. If you say you've got a wheat intolerance, I'll wonder why you're eating out in a restaurant. But anyway, <laughs> you see, um, you see the prejudice. I, there's actually through. someone in my family who's a celiac. Well, yeah. If you and see, you see c- I can I just say she actually since she discovered she was a celiac, she found out in in say you know, in her more mature years. I think she was in her forties, and it did really restrict her social kind of eating. Wow, well, yeah, she started eating a whole lot more. Yeah. Quite sensibly too, because she knows how difficult it is. Yeah. You're not wrong. I don't know. You it's see, hard. the thing is, it, it you can go round it and you can go the extra mile and not a problem. Although people go, I don't like the green bits on it, I think. <sighs> you know what? You tell me you don't eat gluten. They're green bits. Deal with it. Deal with it. I did have this one this one customer once, though, who, who kind of told me apparently he had a peanut allergy. I was like, okay, right. <sighs> These are the things you have. Oh. I really fancy this burger, though. It comes with a mole sauce. I said it comes with a mole sauce. To be honest with you, it's not amazing without some kind of sauce. Do you want a salsa? I don't really like salsa. Okay. Um, I would really recommend you have something else because this dish is is probably not going to be that nice mm. w- without something on the side. Um Oh, it's okay. Just bring the mole sauce on the side. Mole sauce is made with peanuts. <laughs> you really don't want to eat this. I, you know, if you're gonna, if if it's gonna make you sick, don't have it. Oh, just bring it. It's fine. No, no, really. If you have a peanut allergy, this is <laughs> this is gonna make you yeah. ill. Please don't eat this. Well, I'll just try. I haven't eaten a peanut for a while. I'll see what, what? it's like. So he's either <laughs> like peanut allergy kamikaze guy, or he's just fibbing from start to finish and he doesn't want to admit that he's fibbing <laughs> but you would have you would have liked him more if he'd have said you know what i was like before i'm not actually allergic but i tend not to like peanuts very much could i just have it on the side and i'll try a bit i don't know it was the fact that his girlfriend was looking at him in horror as well and going no really have something else <laughs> oh then yeah he's really allergic and he probably had lips the size of tangerines at the end of the night Oh God! I don't know if I actually I I managed to persuade him out of it or not because I was really like, please don't have this. You're going to die, <laughs> or at least at least throw up. You know, which is not going to be fun, or have swollen lips. I mean, you know, you know, why would you invite this <laughs> this immune reaction upon yourself? Are you mad? Then unusual story: somebody afflicted somebody else with an allergy, which they don't have. Maybe an intolerance of some kind. My uncle um, claims that my auntie is allergic to wine. <laughs> because um, she gets so ruined, she falls asleep places after she's probably spouted off for 10 minutes or more about, you know, whichever injustice has personally affected her at the time. But um, but it's become almost family law now. She can't yeah. have it, she's allergic. And you're like, oh, Martin, she's not. She is. She's allergic. <laughs> How else would you explain the personality transplant? <laughs> 
drunk. (laughs) (laughs) That happens to everyone. No, not like her. Some people have a really bad reaction to alcohol. (laughs) It doesn't mean she's allergic. You can be allergic to alcohol. You can be you can be not able to break it down. And again, it's an Asian like kind of Asia china japan some people actually you know you kind of have a couple of glasses of wine go bright red and just cannot process it there's a certain substance in alcohol you can't process very that's well that's very kind of interesting because that tends to be a bit of a recurring theme with especially like you said it tends to be us western europeans we've always liked our mead and beer and wine everything else but um isn't it the aborigines of new zealand the maoris who don't deal well they, they, is it the Aborigines in Australia or the Maoris in New Zealand who no, it's, lack um, an enzyme? That Ameri- it's American. Alcohol. It's um, no, no, American. I'm, no, I'm sure people. it's. I'm sure it's in Australia too. Really? I'm, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it is. In fact, my auntie told me I'm, I'm pretty certain it's Australia. The Aborigines lack an enzyme, and there are actual restrictions in some towns on who upon who they will serve alcohol to. Yeah. Because although I bet they, that's linked to yeah politics the, there the, the, the social politics and the fact you know the, the history of that place and yeah. what they've done to their kind of but no i think i think that happened but, with... but they have they, like a licensee can say i won't serve you oh i think and, there's and have that kind of almost okayed it's fine you can say no because he or she cannot deal with it which is crazy isn't it but apparently it created a lot of alcoholics yes it wasn't like they couldn't deal with it, it they they made them very drunk all the time and very happy and they were just drink, drinking it all the time but you know i do Again, almost wonder you know well of... you know my country was robbed you know my but, but when my children were stolen absolutely yeah you know, i mean i might actually there's is this just one more kind of stone on my back or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is it actual uh, is, it, is it a social it's a weird symptom? one that because you know is it okay to treat but, but, people but when you hear people saying that you know giving you an actual reason for it saying there's this enzyme or that's present or is not it makes it sound pretty kind of wow yeah it does doesn't it it's, uh, god you're really screwed and have been a couple of times by us sorry about that yeah and uh here's here's another one here's some uh alcohol abuse to yeah, yeah. to to bring that one up you know just just mm. to kind of finish it all off i mean i tried to stop myself a couple of times that i was allergic to gin I had a bad night out when I lost a camera once and there was a stranger on my settee when I woke up I'd made friends with somebody yeah you can stay at mine it's totally alright what What? why why it could have been a killer could have been a killer thankfully it wasn't he was rather shy and embarrassed that he'd gotten so wasted he needed to keep at someone's house because he couldn't remember where he lived bad that was a bad night if, if anything could persuade me that I was intolerant of gin that would probably be it <laughs> Nothing to do with the quantity. No, no, no. Not the fact that I had 16 shots. <laughs> Just, you know, um, obviously it's what's in it. It's the juniper berries. That's what it is. Oh, dear. I mean, can you imagine living? I, I just can't imagine living with, with like, an allergy like that. And to anyone who does, like, oh, I salute you. It must be a total pain in the arse. Yes. You know. Really and, but if you've got an intolerance, you kind of you're going to be a bit despised all night because you'll just be kind of groaning and holding your pasta belly and going, "Oh, but I can't believe you gave me coriander when you know I can't." Oh, oh, <laughs> wow! Oh, the chocolate sauce—that's what did it. I didn't know. I didn't know there was chocolate in it. I'm allergic. <laughs> People don't believe you. Curses. But you know, it can it can still affect your quality of life. I mean, being a celiac and kind of being slightly so slightly malnutritioned and bloated and yeah, diarrhea that, all, bad, the, all the all the time. You know, I kind of 
part of me feels like, well, you know, bloating won't kill you. Unlike there's animal, more to like it than that, apparently. Yes. Well, because exactly. um, the, the my relative who isn't who found out she was celiac, um, the bloating was I think the least of her problems. I think mm. the rest of it was just exhaustion. Yes. She was, she was tired. tested for many things. She was very, very tired. And, you know, a woman who's in the prime of her life, it's no good thing to be constantly wanting your bed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a complicated, complicated thing. And you see, that is it. The amazing, the amazing bodies we have and our total, and there's the kind of random things. Apparently, food allergies and intolerances are suffered for, from more by people in uh, more developed parts of the world. One wonders, is that to do with... Um, the chemicals we imbibe or is that yeah. our knowledge? Of yeah, what we have. our knowledge and our choice and our ability to choose about what we eat. Who knows? It's a it's saying. Although I can't finish with the stat. I think this comes from the BBC website. Something like twenty to thirty percent of adults in the UK believe that they have a a food intolerance. One to two percent of adults in the UK actually have a food allergy. So there's quite a wide discrepancy in there, really, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't have allergies to chocolate. Oh, you wonder child. Um, yeah, there's a lot of self-diagnosing going on there. There is. Will there just is. brought chocolate, by the way. Thanks, Will. Um, it's, it's, it's milk. I don't have one because I love dairy and cocoa and everything in that whole family. <laughs> I'm, prepared, I'm prepared to sacrifice that. I mean, you know, there, there, I think there are trade-offs you make. You know, I, 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 I do. Mia's right. I, I eat a lot. And I, 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 I decided to run. That was the only... That was the trade-off I made. There was no, going to be no... Cutting. I want my ass to stay looking like this. <laughs> I might go for the odd jog. <laughs> well, Gloria, be... you teach us all a lesson. <laughs> well, no, it's merely because of my total lack of willpower. There was going to be no cutting out of food for me. I just couldn't imagine it. So I was like, well, I've got no choice. Just oh have to, I just have to run. Do you know, you know, I'm working this job now. Um, I tried to explain to somebody the other day about hangry. They didn't get it. <laughs> but I, I see them question, looking at me questioning because every two hours I'm eating something. <laughs> I am. And, yeah. and, and it's, sometimes it's fairly substantial every two hours. Like if I might have a bowl of conflicts, a big one. Then two pieces of toast and a coffee, then my actual lunch, then my afternoon snack of toast with jam, and maybe then some biscuits mm. and an apple. I have to. Or Damn straight. I hit the kind of slump that sends me nearly into a coma. It's terrible. I know, and this is where my my kind of and I'm never sure whether it's a belief that you're missing out. Yeah. Or, or it's an emotional connection, or if it's an actual blood sugar thing. Yeah. I gave I gave blood a while like recently. Everybody give blood. It's a good thing to do. Yes, yes. Um, and I had a really comedy moment in like just... Com- what do you mean? Well, I, I, I have to say, I gave blood with Will, right? And it's really galling <laughs> going along with Will because Why? he sits there and he's like, yeah, just open a vein, pump it out in five minutes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yes, you've got... Guys really- have veins... Well, this sounds really bad. I was about to say, guys, guys have veins just popping out of the place. And they're on their arms, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> and on their foreheads when they're really mad but um but yeah it's much easier especially for easier but also he's got big big strong veins and a good blood flow and whatever and they're like oh yeah you should consider giving platelets you know you're you're really good there was little gloria hooked up to the machine took him five minutes to decide what 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 vein to go into because apparently i've got really small veins <laughs> and not very visible and then you know and then i'm sat there kind of like p- 
pumping away. Yeah, you have to keep clenching your hands. You have to keep, you to keep clenching, going. and also because if you don't give a a certain amount, you're gonna you, you're gonna lose. Your, they won't be able to use the donation. So you know, really trying to get there. Get towards the end of, and it cuts off after fifteen minutes. So get towards the end of it, and I'm thinking, come on, come on, made yeah. a full donation, and I can feel myself. Visibly wilting. Yeah, no, I can totally feel it. And you know, I said, I said, and by this point, they, I had, I had, because it was my first time, I had two of the two of the women sat there looking at me, like watching me. I was clearly really pale, and they were thinking, <laughs> "This one's a gonna, this one's gonna go. She's gonna, she's gonna pass out. She's gonna pass out." And I was like, I was like, okay, I think I just need some sugar. That's what I need. I yeah. need some sugar now. And so, <laughs> give me some orange juice, stat. But it was really funny because I, it's like I knew, I knew how it felt and I knew that if I this is what happens when I don't have a lot to eat is I just kind of I get really I I plummet really quickly that's probably why it explains my addiction to cake mm. but um yeah and so I ended up I ended up feeling a little bit woozy in the recovery area putting my head between my hands because I thought I needed to get my I needed to just that's very serious well, it was it, what it was was I needed sugar. Hmm. I needed food in my system. And I had two <laughs> two nurses marching over and making me put my legs up and it was all of this all of this. <laughs> I felt like such a knob and it was towards the end of the day as well and you could see they're all waiting to go home and I was yeah. just like oh for fuck's sake, could I be any more weedy? <laughs> First of all, we I've nearly got... made it an hour without swearing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> Damn you, Lynn. I'm sorry, and I did promise a friend of mine that I'd be less sweary in these shows as well. Oh, fail! But to be fair, I was so feeble. After you know, after Do you know, and the thing is, I mean, I, I feel bad for you because there's a bit of the whole ethos of giving blood. The whole rep part of it, like street cred, is the fact that you do it and. You are what is known as a good sport. You give yeah, the blood, totally. you get up, you march to the sitting down area, you have a biscuit, you dunk it in your tea. It's the, it's it's like blitz spirit takes over you. Yeah. That, that is the kind of thing you're supposed to be giving out at a blood donation centre. And I know because I've done it for years. Thank you very much. I did have to stop for a while when I went travelling because I came back and apparently I was full of all kinds oh, of crap. Oh, you've been to South America, yeah. yeah. And... Um, and <laughs> and I started again recently and they, they had the same trouble. I have veins, but they're well covered by my fat skin. So they had trouble finding one at first. But then once in, it was it was a well-ploughed field. Oh and, no, um, apparently mine was close to a valve and I've got small veins. And I'm your just your like, veins were collapsing yeah. at the onslaught, oh, I can imagine. Oh, it was so embarrassing. And for I you to go in there and be all kind of pale shrimp about it. That's just feeble, man. It was so... But you know what? I was like, just give me a minute. Let me put my head between my knees and give me some orange juice and I'll be fine. Please. And if you could possibly arrange transportation home, that'd be amazing. <laughs> How Could I have someone to stroke my hand and maybe read me an article? I, I don't know. Not it was oh. awful, and they were all stood looking at me. I found I felt, like, something I'm better than Gloria. 
this is brilliant. I can give blood like a trooper and she can't. Ah, next time, next time, mate, I'm going to be eating like a three course meal before I go in. So I'm not, I'm going to be like, steak every day, blood days. sugar, brr. I was thinking I was going to be fine. I'm a runner, you know, I like, I've got good circulation. No, you're, you're a runner. You're kind of, you're one of the wisp, you're light, you're fancy. You can't afford to be giving pints of blood away. Yeah, she There'll be nothing say, left in you. She did say, well, you know, you are quite thin. <laughs> thin? I'm not thin. I'm not thin, she said, through sucked in cheeks. <laughs> anyway, it, you're all fine and I do recommend it. If only to prove that like, you're better at it than me, my God. Yeah, yeah. well, I win, I finally. Yeah, curse you, curse you all. <laughs> As of a total digression on, yeah. on, the, on the end of there. But, you know, that, that, but it was merely to say that you know, it's not all in my head. I do need regular food. Otherwise, yeah. you know, blood sugar, Makes no blood sugar sense. doesn't... doesn't the picnic hamper you carry around with you every day now. <laughs> <laughs> what has she got in her office bag? Important papers, valuable documents. Not really. It's a banana, a yogurt and two packets of crisps. Am I the only person who never leaves the house without something in her <laughs> bag to eat? I mean, really? <laughs> Can you imagine kind of bad. just like chewing up glucose or something in your leg when you're on the bus? <laughs> I, I, I don't not, have any food. Just, just jam me. I, know, with some I don't things. know. If, I don't know if I'm sending myself God. into a potential diabetes risk. I'm sure not. But you know, I do. I do need regular shots of something <laughs> like food regularly. Otherwise, I go a bit funny. Yeah. But you know, I tell myself. I tell myself, and then we get into tyrants. Or you know what? If you had more blood, you wouldn't have that perfect pale complexion. You see. I'm there are compensations. Weeding. I'm just weeding it. Maybe Let's you shouldn't be giving it. blood. No, I am going to be giving blood. What blood type are you? I'm, I'm, I'm the, the main Most one. Most common. O O-R-H positive. That's what I am. Yeah. Which is yeah. good. Because it means they're going to use They need us. Yeah, they need yeah. us. We're not special. My mum is a rhesus negative. <laughs> Monkey blood. <laughs> <laughs> I tease her about it and say, maybe that's why you've got such long fingers. You ever feel like going crazy, mum? Look at the size <laughs> of your hands. She's like, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, it's worth it if only to find out what blood type you yeah, are yeah. without getting pregnant. All good. All right. Okay. That was scary. Well, no, if you get pregnant, they know what blood type you, you said are. pregnant twice. Are you pregnant? No. God, no. They asked me that. The test. <laughs> I said no. I'm saying no now. It's the truth. God damn it. All right. We're going to sign I need to wrap this up before yeah, we, we go crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, I hope yeah, we've enjoyed the show. Maybe mm. some food for thought there. It's, um, <sighs> if you've got some thoughts about it, do go to www.simplysyndicated.com. There's a forums. There's um, other shows. There's a shop. There's news about the shows. <laughs> and Can I just rephrase that? There's a shops. There's a forums. <laughs> Gloria's crazily did making I these forums? plural. Yeah, she did. Oh. <laughs> fail fail ah uh, facepalm oh and uh, contrary to popular belief i do read the forums and i do occasionally post on the forums too oh yeah so i know. don't i'm terrified of everyone it's it's it really unnerves me why it's friendly. it just does it's scary man oh it's god friendly. it's not friendly lots of people are there they're piranhas you just They're said rip my fin you just off. said people on the for, listen, on the forums are piranhas. You are so in trouble. Sorry guys, didn't mean that. You, you are, are in trouble. You're all dead nice. You are. Except when you rip us apart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um yeah, I've been Gloria Lind. I've been Mia Steele. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. bye.